and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody and welcome to episode 193 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'll be your host, Jim, for tonight because old Brandon, he will not be joining us. The guy is drunk! No, he isn't, but he might be. Who knows? The guy is drunk! Yeah, yeah, he probably is. But he's not joining us, not because he's drunk, because that has never, ever stopped him. The passing out part did. The, the drunk part hasn't, but you end up where... We're getting to a point, and I talked about this. I warned Brandon and everybody about it a while back that there was going to be a part of July, end of June type deal, maybe until August, where there is not a lot of books coming out that Brandon reads. There's not a lot of books that Brandon is caught up on or cares to be caught up on. But the show must go on. So this week... You only have a couple books that Brandon would be interested in, actually one, and that has actually been picked by the Bed Butts of the Fresh Start crew, and that is going to be a Patreon exclusive. We'll get to that in a second because I'll tell you where you can find us. Go over to that Twitters, and we're at WS Marvel Comics. You follow us, you're going to get us right on back. I'm going to follow you back no matter whether you like it or not. Uh, I'll be right there creeping and creeping, and then we can talk about things. And that's not so creepy after all, is it? No. We also have a website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where we do a bunch of reviews each and every Wednesday for the new books. And this week, I personally will be doing the Empire Fantastic Four book, but I won't tell you anything about the thing that I'm disappointed with that. But I won't say anything about it because that would not be appropriate. That is inappropriate and I'm angry. That is that. true, Jess. You are correct. Even though as I'm recording this, we are past the witching hour. So the embargo has lifted. But I won't tell you that I was disappointed by that. That is inappropriate and I'm angry about <laughs> Ah, that. yes. We also have a YouTube channel that is Weird Science Comics. That's easy enough. And it's just comics because I do video reviews of both the Marvel and DC stuff as well as news things and stuff like that. I will be doing the Fantastic Four Empire book tomorrow. I won't tell you I was disappointed by that. And also, I'll probably be doing a video review of Strange Academy number two. Again, those are the two books that were picked by the Bad Butts for the Patreon exclusive show because we have a Patreon account where you can support us for all the things we do. The videos, these podcasts, the websites, the the DC stuff that doubles up all of that. And if you do go and support us, it's not just blind love, though love is blind, I hear. You can go there and each level you go, you'll get more and more shows. You'll get more and more podcasts. There are a ton of things on there, both Marvel and DC and other things like anime uh, and TV show stuff. We, we have a bunch of stuff. Just go and check it out. If you go and sign up right now, you will not be charged right away. Some Patreons end up doing that. I think that is bull pucky because I think that you should get a chance to 
sample get a little taste of what's going on before you actually spend money on that so what happens is if you join now you will not be charged until august 1st but if you don't like what you hear you can quit before then you'll never be charged you can use it as a free trial check out all the shows i'm pretty confident that we do some pretty good stuff so that you will want to stay and will want to you know, plop down some money, but let's get on with this. I talked about how Brandon is not reading a bunch of books right now that are coming out that causes a problem. So I ended up myself even having to go back a couple of weeks to figure out what we could talk about. And I asked him, do you want to talk about Immortal Hulk? Do you want to talk about Immortal Hulk number 34? He says no. How dare you? But I figured I will talk about that as well as doing some X-Men books like I have been doing for the past couple months, catching up. We're almost caught up. It's only a week or so away from us being fully caught up and then going forward, trying to figure out what we're going to do with all of these darn podcasts. But tonight we're going to talk about Immortal Hulk number 34, right? You got that. We're also going to talk about X-Men number eight. All right. You, you, you in? You in? And then New Mutants Number nine will be the third book for the trio. Three is the magic number. So we're going to go off right now to Immortal Hulk number 34. All right. And our Immortal Hulk number 34 is written by your man, Al Ewing, not my man. He blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I can't follow him back. And guest penciler, Butch Geis. Guest inker, Tom Palmer. Colorist Paul Mounts and letterer VCs Corey Pettit. And this is a Samuel Stearns slash the leader issue. And that doesn't mean anything like a follow the leader by Eric B.M. Rakim, right? It'd be awesome if, if Eric B.M. Rakim were in this. You know that they are microphone fiends, these are. But you end up having an issue that, again, I say this a lot with the Immortal Hulk. Uh, it's a book that is beloved by old school fans of the Hulk. It's one that I think that Al Ewing is writing for a lot of old school Hulk fans. I think that Al Ewing is doing a good job of kind of saying to a lot of them, like, listen, I got your back, you know, even climb on board here, boys and girls, and we're going to you know, pretty much go through the greatest hits we're going to change some things but we're going to change them for you we're going to change them while we are all together here and that's kind of what this issue is it is a way of pretty much melding years and years of the leader into a timeline that you can go with and tie it into the green door stuff and everything that we've been you know dealing with even mephisto at points here but yeah what what you're gonna get is a you know just a timeline deal and a lot of people love this a lot of people really went gaga for this issue i looked and i think that my score would have been the lowest on the roundup that's not a shock but again, I'm not an old school Hulk fan. What I get from this is I do learn about the leader. So I'm going to give props for that. But some of the kind of pit stops along the way, some of the turns in the road, some of the things going on are not really necessarily for me. 
And why I haven't talked about this before and why it's been weeks since this came out and now I'm talking about it. Yeah, because we were doing other things and stuff like that. But I was planning on doing this a couple weeks back. I didn't feel comfortable doing it without researching some things. I I would hate to go into this and say, oh, yeah. And there you have at the time when the leader ended up getting beat up by the Hulk and then you had this and that. And acting like that happened before and being wrong. that That's the worst. I mean, I, I hate to even think that I would fake the funk like that anyway. But sometimes you get carried away. Sometimes you want people to like you. So you start saying wacky things. So I'm not even going to say that now that I did look into a bunch of things. Just not to verify these things are correct because really... That's not what this is about anyway, because whatever Al Ewing wants to do, obviously, in his book, it will come correct. And so I'm not here to be, you know, sitting there with a marker and testing, you know, marking the test paper here. I'm reading this. And again, if you are an old school Hulk fan, if you have enjoyed the leader, you will recognize some things in here. You'll recognize the kind of twists and turns that he's doing to get it to work all together and in this. But if you're me... You kind of got bored, and that's what happened. But I did like it, and what I went with it, just put aside the whole timeline, put aside that I actually just liked it as a study of the, you know, the the mental insanity of the leader and how he ended up going from a guy who was unfortunately in an accident, a gamma accident, ended up affecting his intellect. And one thing that I do like with that is the idea that he had a real smart brother. And this goes back to that deal of the Gamma giving you the abilities of something that you desired, something that you wanted, something that, you know, you really did. And it did happen. And he ends up being smarter than his brother in a a side deal as he goes through a bunch of deaths, as he goes through deaths and rebirths over here, there, coming back. You know, in different ways, even going back to his regular human form at points. And it all makes sense as you're going and leading into, like I said, a kind of a mental study, kind of psycho- psychological study of the leader. And he's pretty crazy, but he has a plan. He's a man with a plan. The plan ends up, you know, not going the way he wants to all the time. But once he realizes in my mind that he, it has uh, some unlimited replays. You know, he's used the Konami code and he, he gets a lot of lives here. And so when he does that, I like to see kind of the machinations of him getting stronger in different ways. A- and it's all a plan. And that's where Al Ewing goes and says, okay, well, he died here, but then he came back here. Well, let's make that into like, that was his plan. Or maybe he just screwed up. But when he came back, from when he came back to the next step, he realizes he did that. And and it's interesting. It, it is. It, it really is. But again, it is a character who I haven't dealt with before. So me just jumping in here, it's not going to have that impact with somebody who is a longtime fan or somebody who has read all these stories. I, I can tell that if this was, say this was something that is, my cup of tea you know we'd probably have to go to dc unfortunately for some but say this was a nightwing story and it's going to tie in all these things and 
that would really kick with me. That would be something that I would really love. And I'd be able to point out little things I'd be able to understand. And and even reading this and doing research, I, I know for a fact that I probably missed out on a lot of stuff. Now, where I realized that I like this issue more than I thought at first, I've read this a couple times now, is it is going to tie into the green door. It is going to tie into stuff, you know, Bruce's father and, and the whole deal. And that stuff has been, you know, not really my thing. And I don't mind it here because it's expanding that a bit. And when you end up having him, uh, and I'm talking about the leader, uh, when you have him see the green door the first time he does, but he can't remember it, then he wants to write down. And then as he's getting closer and closer to it, as he says, I'm going to, he he seeks out Bruce. Like at one point, Bruce probably could have, you know, saved a lot of trouble for both the leader and Hulk by just being there for the guy. But he turns his back on him and then you end up having the leader turn his back on the Hulk to go back to that green door. Then I like the twist where he ends up with Mephisto. And he even says, now I'm in a more traditional hell and I can figure things out here that will help me when I get back to that other hell. And it really does end up being a cool, cool issue now one of the other things that i like that's just a little aside that shows you how ewing goes through you know he he thinks things out and he kind of has these is the ways that the leader ends up you know documenting everything he has as he gets smarter he uses more crazy and you know tech-based deals to document things and then it's really cool at one point he comes back as just samuel stern's And he's got to go back to a typewriter and realizes at that point, I think that the leader has become too smart to be smart. Like he he's not making this user friendly. And each time he comes back and goes through these bursts and rebirths and deaths, he does end up learning, even though a lot of times he doesn't remember things. Well, you get to a point where he starts remembering things. And that's when he really starts upping the ante, even as he comes back as a hideous scorpion type deal with a body. It's it's awful. Uh, But yeah, even then, it's just him getting stronger. At one point, he comes back almost as how you ended up having the Hulk's dad in the mirror and just the reflection and being able to control things. So this really does show the leader is, is bad, but I mean, he is bad, but, and again, this is just me saying that as a guy who really doesn't know that much about him before going into this issue, but yeah, overall, I think the art is well played out. It's funny too, because sometimes you end up having the leader just look awful, but it kind of does look awful, right? It's one of those where it fits and it works. Uh, it's not Joe Benedart. It, it, I don't think that Butch Geis will ever say that he is Joe Benedart. He's Butch Geisart, and I do like it. I do like it as this one-shot deal with the leader to get him here, get a little different feel so you can go through this and enjoy it. But I don't think that this should be anybody's first issue of the Hulk, though. If you end up never reading the Hulk and then go into this, I think that you will be completely confused. But if you've been reading the series like me and don't know anything about the leader, I think that you'll enjoy it. If you have been reading the series and you're a huge Hulk fan and back in the day, all that, then I think that you could possibly love it. And I hope that most people would realize that, you know, 
I, I'm not going to be that overwhelmed or, you know, excited like they would. I know a lot of times people get mad at me like, how could you not like this as much as me? Well, it's kind of what you bring into it as well. But it did have me at least intrigued enough to go and do some research. And that's something I mean, I'm a lazy guy. Why would I ever do that? You know, homework, please. I'm too old for that. But I ended up going and looking because it did interest me. And it's funny because, you know, I started doing all this at Fresh Start. And this is pretty much my first run of Hulk. I don't recall ever even hearing about the leader. So that just shows you how little I knew. But that should end up making you see that the score... I think is pretty good. I'm giving it an eight out of 10. Like I said, I think that if you are a long-term fan and you are impressed with this timeline, I saw some people weren't, I saw some people actually were upset about it, but if you are impressed by it, the score would definitely, definitely go up. But that is the first book. Brandon didn't want to talk about it. I, I knew it'd be quick though, because it is just this whole thing through lives, but I'm going to go off now to some X books. Right, and this is X-Men number eight, and that is written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Muhammad Osar, colors by Sonny Go, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles in an issue that says something's coming. Is their eyes getting glassy? How dare you? I don't know. The new mutants recently returned from a mission in Shire Space, and they brought more of the memories back with them. They did. Hopefully they didn't bring back diseases. They did not. They actually brought a king egg. And if you don't know what that is, I will tell you that it's trouble. That's what it is. boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) Because they end up pretty much being the target and putting Krakoa as the target for just a ton, a ton of brood that are going to attack them. And it's one of those things where you have this king egg and they don't even know really what it is. They brought it back as a little keepsake. You end up having Wolfsbane say, yeah, you know, I got that. We ended up fighting in Shire space. I grabbed that and I went off with it. Well, that does mean trouble. And you get right away that there are these huge giant space fish with the brood on them and they are looking for this king egg that they end up being able to sense galaxies away that they're on their way they're on their way to earth to get this and it's all the new mutants fault now this x-men book has been one of those things that i've talked about that is a lot of one shots a lot of things and and sometimes 
I just shake my head wondering why these stories here. This is the flagship book. This should be the book where they all end up coming. You know, everything revolves around it. And it hasn't quite been that. It hasn't quite been every issue being the the deal of the X-Men being the most important deal. Now, you might think that having a story from a new mutant's Coming into this book would be something that would even lessen it uh, even more. Actually, I like this. And I like the idea of getting a little, you know, expanded deal. Having the books mean, you know, the synergy between them and things like that. Though still some may complain, like, why are we taking a new mutant story and putting it into this? Well, one of the things that I don't mind about that is... The New Mutants book with the Shire space and the stuff with, you know, Wolfsbane and and all them, I was kind of getting tired of anyway. And so Hickman has brought it over to the main book here. And then we get more Boom Boom in the New Mutants book that I actually like a little more anyway. Well, as we're going here, we're going to just kind of gather the troops before they get attacked. You end up having Vulcan. He's been drinking a lot. He's been having a lot of drinking problems. In fact, Havoc tells him that he thinks him and his friends have some problems. There might be an intervention needed. You end up having Vulcan who is sleeping with his legs up on the sofa and he's just laying there and there's just stuff all around. They're messing up the house. You end up having Scott and Havoc. They're both kind of pissed off about this. But while they're talking to Vulcan about it, you end up seeing these big space fish fly by the moon habitat that they live in heading towards Earth. So they know something's going on. Now, while that is going on, you end up having Brew and Oya. They're walking around Krakoa. They're talking about all oh, these these kids and their crazy houses, you know, all this stuff. And, and they're talking about how... Some of the habitat has changed quickly on Krakoa. How some of these, like I said, younger kids, they, they don't have any class is basically what I'm getting from it. And you end up having Oya say, well, we'll, we'll go meet the, the new mutants. Let's go see what they're doing for breakfast because th- they're actually pretty cool. They actually are, you know, a group of kids, but they are actually pretty classy here. So they go in and they talk to Brew. Brew has a funny deal where they offer him breakfast. He says that he is actually juicing at the moment because he has to lose a little pounds. But then he sees the king egg that's just sitting there and he goes, what the hell is that? And you end up having Will spin like, oh, you know, that's me space booty it is. And uh, yeah, it's mine. I'm not going to give it to you. And Bruce says, well, let me rephrase this. I wasn't actually asking you what it was because I know what it was. What I'm asking is, what the hell do you have it here for? And we better get this the hell out. Well, it's one of those, you know, coincidences. As he's saying that, you end up the attacks on these giant space whales end up crashing, and the brood they're. They're coming for them. Everybody's coming. You end up having just a full out attack, a thousand brood just attacking. You end up having the new mutants and the X-Men as well, because Scott, Gene, they're there. They're trying to coordinate what's going on here while Bruce just standing there with the king egg. Well, as they are fighting it off, they realize, well, Brew at least tells Gene, I know what we have to do, because really we can fight what's going on now. 
but there'll be more. This is just going to be wave after wave. They're not going to stop. This king egg is the thing that causes the the brood to go to war, to have peace. This is the be-all, end-all of everything brood, and they're not going to stop until they get it. We got to get it away. We got to get it off planet. We got to go and do things with it. And so you end up having Scott and Havoc and Vulcan. They end up deciding we're going to do it. They go through. They go to the moon with the egg. They get on a ship and they blast off to head into space to get to Shire space, stuff like that, you know, and then just dump it. Well, in the meantime, they're not the only ones who are concerned with this egg we have a, a bit of trouble for the star jammers and we haven't seen the star jammers in a while especially they were in the new mutants book and that's how the new mutants ended up getting into space that's how they ended up you know getting where they were all that stuff well you end up having bobby out there and he's getting contacted by the accuser who wants that egg even though mommy he doesn't have it but, you know, you, you end up having a weird deal because it is a Cree accuser talking in Shire space. That's a no-no. That shouldn't be. But he ends up making a deal. At one point, he wants to make the deal of, I'll give you that, you know, king egg if you, if you punch the star jammers a little more. But you know what? They are family of friends, so I, I got to do something. So he makes a deal, basically. I'll give the egg to the star jammers. They give it to you because why... They have the star jammers now captive is because that's what they were originally supposed to go get this king egg. And if you were reading the new mutants, you know that a lot of the star jammer stuff got real screwed up by the new mutants when they ended up, you know, they weren't supposed to leave the ship at one point. They ended up taking things they weren't supposed to. They ended up getting arrested. All these things all rolled up into one. But yeah, you you have Roberto there. He is going to make a deal with the accuser for this egg, even though he doesn't have it at this point. Well, the big news of this then is Smasher, who ends up asking Bobby, hey, why were you talking to a Cree accuser? You know, what was going on? And why were they in Shayer space? So she ends up calling off and Gladiator ends up finding out about this. Now at this point, Gladiator is out hunting. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's hunting Brood with his son. And when they find out there's an accuser in Cree space, well, that means the hunt is on in a different deal. And they're going to go off to hunt that. It's a very quick issue. It's a very, very quick read. If you have been reading The New Mutants, and I'm telling you, even if you haven't enjoyed fully that whole Shire space deal, Roberto, all that stuff. If, if you, this still is enjoyable enough. I actually did like it, uh, even though no Boom Boom means no Jim Jim, because I love Boom Boom, which we're going to go to New Mutants in a minute, and Boom Boom isn't that. That's where I like the New Mutants and stuff like that. But it was funny seeing the Star Jammers, and it was funny with this whole deal, seeing Gladiator out hunting for this kid. Also, where you do get, you know, Vulcan Havoc, Scott. Gene and Brew going off to take the egg, you know, towards where a lot of people wanted, a lot of people are fighting all these crazy things. So I'm sure that eventually, when we get back to it, it'll be pretty fun. Overall, though, I'd give this a 7.5. I like the art. Again, though, it's 
it's not as big a story as should be in the X-Men book. But like I said, I don't mind it because we kind of get it over with here and then I can get more Boom Boom, which we will go to next when I talk about the old New Mutants. And New Mutants number nine is written by Ed Brisson, art by Flaviano, colors by Carlos Lopez, and letters by VC's Travis Lanhan. And the issue is called Another Chance. The mutant nation of Krakoa is like a paradise for its citizens, but the world is still a dangerous place to be a mutant. And just about anybody else, right? I mean, am I right? (laughs) Am I right? And so you end up with an issue that is about a mutant girl who is in a province of Russia, ends up being in Carnelia, the Republic of Carnelia. And if you are reading the X-Books, you will know that that part of the world They're not down with the mutants. They have not signed the treaty, so any mutant that ends up kind of popping up or whatever is not allowed to go to Krakoa and is usually treated poorly. And if any of the mutants try to go get them, there is usually a fight. So that is kind of the basis of what's going to happen. And because of this mutant that is, you know, pretty, pretty crazy and pretty powerful, you end up having the new mutants needing to go to, you know, some some enemies, kind of. So, some people on Krakoa, some fellow mutants that may not be the best, but we'll get to that in a minute. What you're getting at the beginning, though, is Boom Boom is pissed off. And boom goes the dynamite. She wishes she was in space. She's mad that nobody told her that they were going to have space adventures and ends up saying she's going to make her own team and have her own intergalactic space adventures without everybody else. She's just pouting, as she does, which I love. But it is kind of like the melding of the space New Mutants, Sans, Roberto, and the ones that were on Earth that we ended up having in Nebraska at the one point, even Magma, that we had the last issue with Boom Boom and Armor. They're all just getting together, and they will go off and have some adventures all together. Well, while this is going on, you do have a couple little asides, too. You end up having Cyclops talking to Magic, and... It ends up feeling weird with that X-Men book that we just read. There's a weird disjointedness to seeing, you know, Scott leaving Earth and even then telling Magic, you stay on Krakoa to fight off the brood while I go take the... And now here they are walking. It's one of those things, though. We can make it work. And, And it's just different time deal going on. But Cyclops says to Magic, yeah, the stuff that's going on, like going off to Nebraska without telling anybody. The Quiet Council is not so pleased with that. And humans died. I mean, it ended up where we have a rule that we can't kill humans. And even as Magic says, well, we didn't kill the humans. The one killed himself. The others were killing each other because of Maxima and Manon. And it's one of those things. We didn't take any of their lives, but it still looks bad. And you end up having Cyclops say the the quiet cat that they're not very happy with this. Just watch yourself, which then pretty much leads the new mutants to go off and do something else that gets them into hot water. But while we are talking about that, we'll go off to the 
province of Russia, Carnelia, to see what exactly this mutant is. And it's a mutant that ends up being able to warp reality, the reality around her. Uh, you end up having the army going and people are getting sucked into this alternate reality type deal. They don't know what to do. The The army does not know how to handle this. In the meantime, the new mutants have heard about it and they're going to go off and try to grab this mutant, try to get her and bring her back to Krakow and figure out what's there. Boom, boom's right there. She's all fired up. They end up having uh, the whole deal where they stay up the pack rat, too, that they got from Cable, stole from old Cable since old Cable is dead. But they're going to go off to this province. And when they go off, they leave Mondo and Cypher behind. And I'm not that big on Mondo and Cypher. I, I really am not. You also have armor there with, with who I love. But I'm not a huge fan of Mondo and Cypher, though I like what's going on here. This is going to continue this whole idea of, you know, Mondo kind of, you know, communing with Krakoa so Cypher can figure out if what he's doing is working out. And what he's doing is trying to make a scheme so that when people end up coming through the gateway to Krakoa, it will kind of register therein and then they can cross reference that with Cerebro to know who is not on the island, who is still out there, what mutants they have to go find, all that. This has been something that's been in the background for a little bit and something where when we first heard that it wasn't a thing, it surprised me. It surprised me that this whole deal with Krakoa and Sage, all of them, they didn't have a system set up to do this already. So I don't mind what's going on. It's just every time we go to Mondo and Cypher, I just kind of get bored with them because the big things here are the new mutants going off to get this mutant, this mutant that's named Tashi, this girl. And you end up having a missing poster with her Carmel, uh, Carnelia uh, province. I keep forgetting that. We'll just say Russia, the whole deal. But they end up going off to get her. They end up having this Carnelian army. They got to kind of go through them you end up having the one guy poking at boom boom and she just says you poke me again you're gonna lose that hand and boom goes the dynamite yes and then they go into like a tunnel where you end up having this mutant and and it's getting bigger this reality changing sphere around her is there and it seems like something that's just gonna be easy it seems like they're just gonna go in they'll be able to work it out they're mutants they're the new mutants i mean really and you go and there's trouble right away. I mean, I'm talking bad, bad trouble. You end up where you have karma go and, and try to commune with her and try to get her out of this nightmare that she's in. You even have karma say, oh, she's in a nightmare. And, you know, try to calm her down and get her to go off with them. And karma gets taken over. And when that happens, you end up getting Chamber running over to karma and Chamber gets taken over. And then you have Magma end up go and Magma gets taken over. Pretty much those three, they're sucked into this alternate reality. They're gone. And the rest are freaking out. They are going. So Mirage ends up calling the cypher. It's like, holy crap, this has gone wrong. Everything is bad. We need help. We don't know what to do. We tried to do this. And it just was, you know, one after the other. They got sucked in. Cypher starts yelling, you know, 
get away. Don't get near them anymore. I'll have to end up figuring out what's going on as he's running and you, you don't really know where he's going, but it ends up. The biggest part of this issue is at the end where you have Mondo and Cypher and Armor run and they end up having to go to the Mutant Liberation Front. You end up having, you know, all of the characters there where they go into this like, you know, clubhouse. It is pretty much the MLF's clubhouse. Looks pretty cool. I mean, you, you got some pool tables in there and stuff like that. But you got Forearm, Samurai, Dragonus and Strobe as you're going through. But who they're really going to get. And I think all of them will join in, but who they're really going to get is Cypher ends up going, opening a door with his Cypher abilities and ends up busting in on Wildside, who he says, Wildside, we need your help. And I mean, this is desperation. You're going to Wildside. And he says, you new mutants are a bunch of mewling runs that are alive only because they've got horseshoes shoved up their rectums. Of course you need my help, but next time, please knock. He's there cutting his awful, awful toenails with shears is what he's doing. And it's and plus just if you if you have this, just please look where he's cutting his orange, awful toenails right next to his half eaten sandwich. It's awful, but I've done it. I said my my wife came in the other day. She got mad at me. You know, all I was doing was eating a sandwich on on the toilet. I mean, you got to eat sometimes, right? That's that's what you call multitasking is what that is. But it is pretty cool to see the MLF and all of that. I like, you know, the MLF. I think that's cool. I think it's a cool deal to remind everybody. Oh, my God. Yeah, everybody's here on Crack Goa. He ended up seeing Wildside back in the house of X deal. So it's cool to see him again as well. And it's some good help. If they're going to go, there's some good help to be had there. So I did like the art. I like the story enough. And again, it's like the X-Men and even the Hulk. The Hulk actually took me a little longer to get through, but the X-Men and the New Mutants book, they're very, very quick reads, but I still enjoyed it. And the New Mutants is a book that I have been enjoying. It has Boom Boom, of and course, boom goes the one of my favorite new characters. So I'll give that a little bonus points. But overall, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10, even though it is a setup, but I did like what we got and i love the end with the mlf and stuff like that and it's just again i like the characters i like what's going on so that is that and thanks for listening thanks for listening to me go on about these books a bit i hope that you enjoyed this brandon will be back next tuesday we'll figure out something for brandon to talk about right at some point we'll be able to figure out Something with Brandon. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Brandon will be back. So, everybody, just again, I'll remind you that you can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. That's it. Then you go over to the website. I believe that is Weird Science Marvel Comics.com. Then you can go to the YouTube channel. If I'm not mistaken, that is Weird Science Comics. And I believe we have a Patreon at Patreon dot com slash weird science all of these links will be in the show notes so you can go and get them there as well also i will remind everyone we also have an email so if you email us we'll talk about your mail that is weird science marvel comics at gmail.com that'll be in the show notes as well so thanks everybody i hope you enjoyed this kind of impromptu deal and we'll be back again next 